Welcome to the Breakthrough and Bloom podcast. My name is Kelsey Marks and I am your host and your Breakthrough BFF. My mission in the world is to help women who are interested in spirituality really, truly understand who they are at the core of their being, guiding them through the process of healing themselves and really honing into what it means to be human. I intend to be an open channel to allow insights to flow in that help you break through to the next level of who you were always meant to be. With these conversations, we're going to shift some perspectives, okay? And we're going to give you a new way to live the life that you live, allowing the opportunity to truly manifest what it is that you desire. So if you're looking to break through to the next level of who you are, to live the life of your dreams, and to gain a deeper understanding of spiritual topics, well, you have come to the right place. And I know we're going to have so much fun together, and I am beyond excited to have these conversations with you. So let's go ahead and get started, shall we? Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Breakthrough and Bloom podcast. Today, we're talking about a topic that I'm sure you've probably heard of before. Maybe you've even fell into doing before, or maybe you've even rolled your eyes at it in general. I've done all three of those things. (laughs) Today, we are talking about toxic positivity. Before we go and get started, let's just take a moment to chill out. Yes, this could be the end of the day that you're listening to it, the middle of the day or the beginning, and there's no better time than right now to just take a moment to relax. So you know the drill. Take a moment, get yourself into a comfortable position, sitting or lying down, whatever is more comfortable for you, and close your eyes. And of course, if you're driving, please keep your eyes open and focused on the road and just listen and follow along. So go ahead and take a nice deep breath in through the nose and out of the mouth. And if you can, go ahead and place your hands over your heart and just notice the rise and the fall of your chest with each breath that you take. Continue to take nice, full, deep breaths and think the word clear on your inhale and release on the exhale. Amazing job. So today we're going to call in our lovely and amazing dragon friends. And if you've never met a dragon before, there is no time like the present. So take another deep breath in and release. Now imagine above you a beautiful rainbow. And from this rainbow, you start to see some gentle movement. And from that gentle movement, you notice that a dragon of all of the beautiful colors of the rainbow starts to make its way towards you, floating ever so gently. And while it's floating towards you, you can sense the joy, the laughter, and the fun that emanates from this dragon. And this rainbow dragon starts to fly around you, making you feel light and giddy. 
And with each exhale, the dragon is transmuting any and all that sticky, yucky, heavy energy of the day and is replacing it with a golden energy of abundance and love. So just take a moment to notice all of the heaviness leaving, being replaced by a gold light. Amazing. So you notice that the dragon has now stopped in front of you and is looking directly into your eyes. Feel the love that's emanating from the rainbow dragon, from its large, bright heart, and feel it pouring directly into your heart. Feel it as it fills your body up with so much amazing energy. Maybe it's a little bit of a tingle, a little bit of a buzzing sensation. Feel it fill up your body with so much amazing energy. And the dragon leaves a little box of treasures for you right in front of you. So take a moment to go ahead and open it. And what did you receive? What do you see in this box? Whatever is inside of this box is a gift meant for you, to help you, to guide you, to inspire you, and to help you. Allow this energy, allow this gift to integrate fully into you. Amazing. What a gift. Now take a moment and thank the dragon. However feels good and right to you. Maybe you hug it, high five, handshake, or just simply saying thank you. And see it fly back into the rainbow above and know that the rainbow dragon is always there for you within the rainbows. So go ahead and take a nice deep breath in and exhale, wiggling your fingers and your toes and go ahead and open your eyes. Okay, okay, that feels good, right? I love working with dragons. They are the literal best. I love them so much. And if this was your first time you got to work with them, what was your experience like? Let me know. I will never get tired of hearing people's experiences with meditations with dragons because it's always so interesting to hear. And typically what I hear, it's like, this is the first time I felt something in a meditation or the first time I was able to actually meditate in a really long time. And maybe you're feeling that or maybe not. Whatever the case, I hope you enjoyed that meditation. But let's go ahead and get started on the juicy topic today of toxic positivity, shall we? So if you haven't heard of what toxic positivity is, 
Um, here's an example. You ever see like the videos out there of people who are always like good vibes only, no bad thoughts here. I don't allow myself to think negatively ever. If a bad thought comes up, I just ignore it and I focus on something else like to the point where it's like, what planet do you live on? Like, where can you just never have a bad thought pop into your head? But there's people out there who are saying, like, this is how you manifest. This is how you live a life you love. Like, you just focus on the good and ignore everything else. And, you know, some of these people, they're pushing it. And like, you know, this is how I've manifested my dreams. And this is how you do it. And then we're seeing it and we're like, OK, well, they're, you know, they're they have a life I I can see then it looks good. And granted, we know that social media is what people want to show, but then we're seeing them and we're like, okay, they must be onto something and it must be right to just focus and think good things. And I know I kind of talked on it a little bit with the last episode of conscious manifesting that to be aware of your thoughts and obviously to focus on the things that you want versus don't want, but not in a way that is ignoring the other things because they're coming up for a reason. Um, and even though, you know, you might feel like I did at one point where I was like starting to do conscious manifesting and I was telling myself like, oh, I got to think like focus on what I want and like what feels good and, you know, stick with that. And then I would have things like pop up and it would be the polar opposite of what I was trying to manifest. And then I'm like, oh no, I can't think this thought. I can't let my, my vibration dip. Like if I'm thinking about this, like it's not good. And, you know, I've come through to the other side now and realize how that's not correct. (laughs) And what's really unhealthy about toxic positivity, like why it's being called toxic positivity, besides like the slight annoyance of people when they push it really hard. um, It's the fact that this is overdoing or it's like an overabundance of focusing or allowing only positive thoughts to happen. And it's like a form of suppression. Honestly, it's actually ignoring parts of yourself, specifically your shadow self, which primarily resides in the subconscious mind. And if you remember from last week, I had touched really briefly on what the subconscious mind and conscious mind are. And the subconscious mind is responsible again for 95% of our reality that we experience 95% of it. So this hyper fixation on positive thoughts only is ignoring 95% of yourself. Like no wonder why it's not healthy. No wonder why it doesn't actually work. And no wonder why we get annoyed when we see people who are just like good vibes only all the time. Good thoughts only. I never let my vibration dip. Like that's not how it works. Um, And if you didn't hear last week's episode, I go into a little bit more, but definitely, you know, Take a second and listen to that after this one. And you might have noticed I just mentioned the shadow self. Not sure if you've heard of it or not. And if not, don't worry, you are not alone. (laughs) With shadow work being one of my specialties, I get this question a lot. Like, okay, what is the shadow? What is shadow work? I've heard of it, but I have no idea what it is. And why is shadow work and paying attention to your shadow so important, a.k.a. Why is toxic positivity not good besides the fact you're ignoring 95% of yourself? So first, let me explain what the shadow is. And I don't know if you've seen the film by Jonah Hill, 
that he did on his therapist. Uh, it was called Stutz, which is amazing, by the way. I loved it. I also read Phil Stutz's book, The Tools. Great book. But I think that Phil Stutz does an amazing job at explaining what the shadow is. So I'm going to go ahead and quote this from his website, thetoolsbook.com, because it's such a good and concise explanation of what the shadow is. So the shadow appears as the sum total of the weakest, most flawed, inferior or even disgusting parts of yourself. The shadow is an archetype, a universal motif or image built into all human beings. You can no more get rid of this inner shadow than you can avoid casting an outer shadow when you're in sunlight. For most of us, that creates a problem because the shadow appears as the sum total of the weakest, most flawed, inferior, or even disgusting parts of yourself. It's everything you don't wish to be, but fear that you are. It doesn't matter how rich, beautiful, or famous you are. As long as you fear that people can see your shadow, you will be insecure. We deal with this insecurity in public speaking, at social events, in confrontations with authority, etc., in exactly the wrong way. We see our shadow as a source of humiliation that we try to hide, usually through some kind of perfectionism. The counterintuitive truth is that when we reveal the shadow, when we give in to its imperfection, its nature changes. The shadow becomes a source of creativity and confidence. Mm-hmm. That's quite interesting, right? I love the way that he states what a shadow is. It's all of the parts of ourselves that we try to hide or to keep quiet or to ignore all because of our conditionings and our conditionings come from our childhood. Like what did our family say about us when we expressed ourselves authentically? What did our peers say? Our teachers, what did anyone say about you that made you feel unsafe, unheard, unloved, not worthy? The shadow is all of those parts of yourself that you used to love at one point, but was conditioned to not express. And in the inner child, I said that wrong, but in the shadow, the inner child exists. And so does the inner teenager. And you may have heard of these things before, like I'm healing my inner child. I'm working with my inner teenager. And all that essentially means is the younger aspects of yourself that are hurting, the younger aspects of yourself that were never able to truly express the parts of it that it wanted to express. So, you know, maybe as a kid, you really loved to sing and maybe you weren't that good at singing, but you just loved to sing anyways because it was a fun outlet of creative expression for you but you had people tell you like why are you singing you're not good at that you need to stop you're embarrassing yourself you're embarrassing me like whatever mean things that kids say to one another or even adults had said to you and now look as a adult you don't embrace that part of you that loved to sing as a child that creative outlet and that's what like 
inner child shadow work is it's embracing the parts of yourself that you had hidden away because other people had told you that it wasn't appropriate it wasn't good enough it was weird like whatever reasons and then when you can start embracing the full aspects of who you are the full embodiment of who you are as a kid like all of the weird and funky things that you used to love that made you who you were the the individuality of who you were that you kind of shunned away because it was so different because it was so unique because it was so you that other people got uncomfortable around it that now you you know you suppressed it to make other people feel comfortable but now you're not And, you know, that's why I love shadow work so much, because it's really integrating these parts back into your conscious mind and allowing you to fully embrace the weirdness, the uniqueness, the quirkiness, all of the things that are you. And in doing so, you get to allow yourself to live such an authentic way to be comfortable in your skin, to shine your light so bright and to feel good in every moment of every day. And that's what I love about shadow work. It's just bringing to light the parts of you that you've kept hidden or suppressed and just fully integrating it and accepting it and loving it and being comfortable in it. And remember when I said that 5% of the mind is the conscious mind and how it can influence the 95% or the subconscious mind. Well, one of the most powerful ways is via shadow work because shadow work is literally going into your subconscious and looking at the programmings that are there from your childhood, from your teenage years and from the patterns that are happening in your life. It's going into the depths of who you are and recognizing that you love it or rewriting the way that you interpreted some experiences to give it a new meaning that is more helpful than destructive. In my experience of shadow work has been amazing, obviously, which is why I love it so much and I love teaching it. And I think why I love it so much is because to me, shadow work is like a piggyback off of traditional talk therapy. So if you've done traditional talk therapy like I have, it is great for teaching you self-awareness and like starting the process of, of shadow work. If you're anything like me in traditional talk therapy, it got to a point where you were like, hmm, I am well aware of why I'm having this reaction now, or I'm well aware of how this event in my past is causing me issues in my present. But what do I do with this knowledge? Like, okay, I'm self-aware now and I can catch myself, you know, spiraling, but how do I get myself out? What do I do with this information? I don't feel any better. I'm just now aware. And that's where shadow work for me comes in. It's where you start dealing with the emotions behind it, where you start dealing with the feelings, I know that's the same thing as emotions, but how you start just feeling into a moment into a different way than just logically. You start tapping into it via imagery or obviously the emotions, which again, the emotions is 
what is stored in the subconscious mind. The emotions and imagery is how your subconscious mind talks, how it thinks, how it presents itself. It's not with the logic of the conscious mind. It's not with numbers. It's not with language. So shadow work is in my eyes, traditional talk therapy, but to the subconscious and also RRT rapid resolution therapy, which I think I mentioned extremely briefly in the first episode. That is another thing that I'm learning recently that is just like traditional talk therapy, but to your subconscious. And I love it. And I plan on learning it because I think it's it goes hand in hand with shadow work, but instead of kind of focusing on the emotions and the imagery, it does focus on creating a different imagery via words that kind of bypasses the conscious mind and goes to the subconscious. And it's more talking as opposed to like closing your eyes and visualizing via uh, meditation. And it's really, really cool. And I am in the process of learning it. So keep your eyes peeled for that because there might be some fun things popping up here and there about RRT and you won't even recognize it. And that's the coolest thing. (laughs) And um, yeah, so the growth that happens when you start to integrate, when you start to do the shadow work, when you start to accept all the parts of who you are, especially the really fun, quirky, unique things, that's what propels you forward. Because again, you can't unknow what you just learned, what you now know. And perspective is everything. It's so important to feel fully into the moments that are less than fun instead of shoving it down. It allows for growth and perspective and the opportunity to make different choices. And When you start doing this, you stop shoving things down into the shadow, making it larger and larger and larger to the point where it's kind of like lashing out in a way um, because it just wants to be recognized. It wants to be integrated. It wants to be seen because the shadow is here to help you. The shadow is here to fully embrace all of your capabilities, to fully embrace who you are, to fully embrace all of the unique skills and perspectives and abilities that you have that are different from other people, which is why it's so important for you to embrace it. Because if everyone was exactly the same, how boring would earth be? Like it's like those new homes, those new home constructions where every house, it's a cookie cutter. They look exactly the same, but maybe like different exterior colors, or maybe it's like three different colors you get to choose from. And there's the HOA and you can't do anything in your yard. And literally it's like cookie cutter, cookie cutter, cookie cutter. And I know some people live in those and, and you like them and I'm not saying it's a bad place to live, but I'm saying like versus a neighborhood that's super old and has like these characteristic and funky homes that are all different from one another. Like which one do you drive through slower? Which one catches your eye a little bit more? Which one makes you go, Ooh, and that's kind of the tangent way of me saying that it's so important for you to embrace all of the quirky and uniqueness in fun things that you are, because we want to have unique experiences and we don't all want to be the same and it's funny because we'll say that like I I don't want to be like everybody else I want to stick out from the crowd but then like 
inside we want to be accepted. We want to be loved. So then we're putting limitations on ourselves to be more like other people. And it's such a conundrum. (laughs) It really is. But I think when we start to realize that the uniqueness and the fun, quirky things about ourselves are actually a gift to the world, it's a gift to the universe. It's doing more positive impacts and things to the collective as a whole that that's when it becomes easier to start embracing it because you start to realize the value behind it and it doesn't make you separate and it doesn't make you alienated and it doesn't make you not loved and respected and part of the group even though maybe there's some conditioning from younger years that tell you so but embracing the uniqueness and doing the things that fill your cup and doing the things that inspire you and following your dreams and putting things out there, whether it be art or books or teaching or just friendships, like whatever it is, whatever fills your cup and doing it, you are helping the collective so much more than just blending in. Standing out will not only like help you, but it helps other people to feel more comfortable and confident to be like, wow, look at look at her. She's like in these really cool, funky, quirky clothing. And I love that. And I want to start dressing that way. Uh, I want to feel that comfortable in my skin to do that. Like, what is she doing? I want to, I want to learn from her. And that's why I say it's so important is because by you being authentic and stepping into your power, you're teaching other people to also be authentic and to step into their power. Isn't that so amazing? Isn't that like such a good enough reason to start doing the work to be like, I'm doing a disservice to the world by keeping myself hidden. I'm living in a cookie cutter neighborhood that I don't want because someone told me that it's a better way to live. Maybe I want the old house that's got all the funky character. I want the big backyard. I want the old oak trees or the weeping willows or the rose gardens that were started by other families. Like, you see what I mean? Like, you can have whatever you want. If you want to live in a cookie cutter home, go ahead and live in a cookie cutter home. I'm not going to shame you for that. That's your choice. You can live however you want. But if you're like me, you start to see the beauty in the uniqueness of the old homes, the beauty in the quirkiness and the things that maybe are undesirable to some people, but are desirable to others. Like maybe someone just loves the sound of a creaky stair in the morning and you can't get that in a new build. Or maybe someone loves the way that an old screen door sounds when it shuts and they don't build those doors anymore. So you have to have an older home that has it. Whatever the case may be, I'm getting on a bit of a tangent again, but shadow work is such a topic that I love to discuss and talk about and toxic positivity literally shuts out the shadow. And that's why I think it's so important to not fall into the trap of oh my God, I have to think positive only. I have to only focus on the things that make me feel good. And if I have a bad thought, I need to ignore it and shove it down because what you're doing again is ignoring a very large portion of yourself. And I think what's the most important is recognizing when a thought like that comes up and taking the time to be like, hmm, 
why is this coming up? Is this connected to a fear that I have? Is this just my ego trying to protect me? Is this something that needs to be healed? Or is it really just like a fleeting passing thought? Because when we have these thoughts that pop up, it could be an indication from your subconscious that there's something for you to release. There's something for you to let go of. There's something within you that wants to be healed and wants to be integrated. So that's why it's so important to not ignore these thoughts as they come up. It's important, obviously, to not get sucked down into them and start thinking like worst case scenario and getting sucked into that vortex of like, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? This is no good. I'm no good. Like, it's important to obviously see it, but not to get sucked into it. And that's a really valuable skill that comes with understanding how to do shadow work is that you can see something from an external perspective and not get sucked into it. Because again, all of these little things that pop up that we don't love, uh, that don't feel great all the time. If you're feeling it, that means it exists somewhere within you. And if it exists somewhere within you, if it's not something that serves you any longer, it's something you want to let go of, then you have to bring it to light. You have to integrate it. You can't ignore things and expect them to disappear. That's that's not how it happens. That's like saying, well, there is mold on my ceiling. I'm just going to ignore it. And maybe one day the mold will disappear. Like that's not the case at all. And we know that. And yet we think to ourselves, well, if I just ignore these these thoughts or these shitty parts of myself, they'll just go away. They won't bother me. Like that's not the case. If you let mold run rancid on your ceiling, it's going to get worse and it's going to get worse and it's going to get worse and it's going to cause you issues and disease and things like that. And it's kind of similar with the subconscious, with the things it'll bring it up, it'll bring it up and it'll bring it up louder and louder. And that's why maybe sometimes you're like, these shitty things always happen to me. Like I'm always in these terrible relationships or I'm always getting these bills right after I get money or my businesses are always failing. Like whatever it is, like these stories you're telling yourselves of like, this always happens to me. This always happens to me. Like there is a good good chance that the subconscious had been trying to tell you quieter before for you to work on a limiting belief and release it and then integrate the parts of yourself that were hurt by this limiting belief for the reason why it set it up in the first place. And the more you ignored it, the louder it gets, the louder it gets until it gets to a point where you're like, something's got to give. And maybe you're at that point now where it's like, these same things keep happening to me and I don't know how to change it. And maybe you've been trying externally to change these situations, which is a big reason as to why maybe it's not working is because you have to start within first. You have to start within the shadow self. And by just focusing on only the good, only the things that make you feel good and ignoring when the deeper stuff comes up, you're doing yourself a disservice. And, you know, the subconscious, it wants to create our existence based on our beliefs. And that's how our reality shows up. So, Again, if something happens that you don't like, it is a huge indicator that there's something in your shadow that's ready to be healed. And what's most important to note about this, too, is that the subconscious mind is connected to like your soul, to 
you're oversold to the parts of you that can see the big picture, that remembers the reason why it incarnated, the plans that it made, the goals that it, it had to learn. And these lessons for you, they show up when you're ready. So you're never going to experience something in your life that you are not capable of experiencing, of working through, of learning from. And I think that's so important to remember, too, is that the things that are happening from you, they're happening to benefit you and they're happening at a time in which you can actually handle it and grow from it. And it's up to you whether or not you want to or, you know, you squash it down and save it for a rainy day and it'll come back again later when, you know, you're at a position where you could handle it again. But I think that's like really important to remember, too, is that you're not going to experience something you're not ready for and and what is meant for you will not pass you by. And. I think that's such a huge and beautiful thing. Like what's meant for you will not pass you by. So even if you like are afraid and you haven't been taking the steps towards your goals, like sure, it may delay the process of getting your desires. But at the end of the day, what's meant for you is not going to pass you by. It's not. It's going to keep coming back around for the lessons for you to learn so you can continue to evolve because that's why we're here. So there's no failure that if you're like, well, for the last 10 years, I've been shoving this shit down. Like I, I, I must have missed all of my opportunities. Like, no, that's not the case. Like what is meant for you will not pass you by. You will be given the opportunities again and again to heal and release. And now that we've had this conversation, you're going to be more aware of the patterns and the things that are coming up and be more willing to work on them, to at least address them, to take a moment to dive in and be like, okay, I'm, I'm seeing this. What is this? What is this for? And then just tapping into it and seeing where it comes from and what belief were you telling yourself and, you know, what age and what had happened and how is this belief protecting you, but is no longer serving you now. And one of the things that I fell into when I started to focus on conscious manifestation was that whole like, oh, my God, I can't think bad things. It'll lower my vibration. And when I took a, a beat to just remember what our vibration is and how it's an average of the thoughts that we have, the emotions that we feel, the beliefs within our subconscious, the actions that we take. When I remembered that, I remembered like, oh, one thought is not going to bring me down. Um, it's a distraction that maybe, you know, my ego is trying to have me hook into because I'm doing something that's in the unknown, that's uncomfortable. So my ego's like, we got to stay where we're comfortable because it's safe. Um, maybe like these random thoughts that come in, it's, you know, again, the subconscious popping out to be like, Hey, there's something here for you to learn. And when you move through this, you're getting to the next level, you're getting closer to your desire. Um, so instead of being like, Oh shit, I can't think this way. Like, Ooh, my vibration's going down immediately. Like that's not the case. Again, it's the average and having a bad day is not going to set you back or lower your vibration. Like we're human and we have emotions and we come here to experience them and, and learn. So to just be like, well, I'm going to cut out half of the 
parts of being human, half of my ability to learn, like that's not serving you really in any positive way at all. And having a bad day doesn't mean you're losing everything that you worked on. So I don't know if any of you follow Manifestation Babe, um, Catherine Zinkina, but um, she talks about this and how even though she has bad days, she's still making a shit ton of money on those bad days because her vibration is at that level of making a lot of money. It's a lot of different levels as well, but just for the sake of this, like dips happen. It's part of being human and it's necessary because without the these changes and without like these detours and, and, and things like life is kind of boring, you know, like earth is interesting to live on because of all of the ups and downs, the lefts, the rights, the dead ends, the, the mazes, all of those really intricate and things that maybe people view as difficult in their lives. But like, that's where the fun happens from a spirit perspective, because, that doesn't exist really elsewhere. And in spirit, the depth of emotions and experiences that we have as humans, like with our, our senses to be able to see, to feel, to smell, to, to taste, those senses aren't available in the spirit realm like they are here. And that's why it's so important and, and beautiful and amazing and worth appreciating being here to have those full crazy experiences because this human body on earth is just an experience like nowhere else and again we are these we're not these human bodies we're the souls having a human experience and our souls outside of these bodies don't have the same senses that this body and this density and this vibration has and that's why it's like so important to feel all of it because imagine like you go on a vacation and there is this let's say you're just like in a hotel I'm missing the word of what it is where they have all like the fancy things you can do excursions and imagine that you're there and you're like, um, well, I'm not going to do any of the excursions that are out there because of X, Y and Z. I don't want to get hurt or, you know, that's not something that really sounds like it's safe to do or that sounds kind of crazy. So all you do is stay in your hotel room for the entire time that you're at your vacation. You don't go outside onto the beach. You don't go into the jungle. You don't go zip lining. You don't go see really cool animals out there. Maybe like you're in the Bahamas and there's the pig beach and you just never experience it or the pink sand. And you're just like, no, I'm going to stay in my hotel room. And like, this is my vacation. It's good because it's safe. I know I'm like safe and I'm fed and, you know, I'm protected in this hotel room. So I'm not going to go out there because it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know how it's going to go out there and I don't know how safe it is. So I'm just going to stay in this hotel room. Like, that's kind of what it's like if you're not integrating all of the parts of you and if you're not taking advantage of the fun things that are out there because it's out of your comfort zone. Like, you're coming on a vacation and you're staying in your hotel room instead of going out and experiencing all that life has to offer. And life has to offer the ups and the downs, the good and the bad, the easy and the frustrating. That's like part of life. And that's part of getting out of the hotel room is just experiencing all of it and not doing any of it is just staying there and kind of like, I don't want to say we, 
it's just like not as fun of a vacation. Like, I don't know if I went on a vacation, and I never left the hotel room. I'd be like, this is pretty boring. Like I could stay at home and stay inside all day. Why did I have to pay to go on vacation and not do things that are different, unique and fun? And, you know, our knowledge that's gained when we're here on Earth in this vacation, when we go out and experience things, it's exponentially larger than anywhere else in the cosmos. Earth is like the school for PhDs in like the universe and growing. <laughs> it's a hard school to be in, absolutely, because of all of the depths and the complexities of being human. But it's somewhere where you can grow at an exponential level. And it's all about how you like bounce back from the tough moments, whether you catch yourself in the spiral and you get out um, about not ignoring anything negative and focusing only on the good like it's about how you experience all that life has to offer the good the bad the ups and the downs and it's about like what did you learn what perspective was gained what are you going to try next time so if you're thinking back on some like bad shit that has happened like what did you learn like what are you not going to do again? Or what are you going to try to do next time instead? And if you think about it, if that shitty moment never happened to you, would you have ever learned that perspective? Would you have ever learned that you prefer something different? Would you have ever learned of a different way of handling yourself? It's all about the choices you make. And when you choose differently, that's when you don't need to learn the lessons anymore from those bad experiences. And that's when like the things that you said, like this always happens to me. That's when that cycle kind of starts to stop because you're choosing differently because you're learning from the moments that have been happening. You're learning from, you know, the shit that happened before you're now gaining a better understanding, you're gaining a new perspective, and you're taking action based on the knowledge that you gained. And that's how you, you know, you start to get out of the cycle is because you're making different choices, because you're utilizing the knowledge that you're gaining in those shitty moments. And that's why I like to say, there's no bad experiences. It's all designed for your growth. And it's all based on your perspective. You could have two people that are experiencing the same thing, but based on their thoughts, their feelings and their beliefs will have a totally different reaction. So, for example, imagine there's two people at a company and they get fired and one person is so excited about it because it's now giving them the opportunity to work on their personal business and they didn't have the confidence to go and quit on their own. So now they were given an opportunity to do something that they really want to do. So they're excited about it. But then the other person who got fired is pissed and is hurt and can't understand why it happened and thinks this is a terrible thing and gets really, really angry about it. And it's the same experience. And for one person, it was quote unquote good. And for the other person, it was quote unquote bad. 
but it was all perspective and it was based on where they were and how they viewed the situation. One person viewed it as an opportunity and the other person viewed it as a punishment based on where they were, on their beliefs, how they wanted to look at it. And just because you start maybe you're that second person who was pissed at the beginning. And just because you started there doesn't mean you have to end there. You can take a moment to be like, okay, I'm upset about this. I'm triggered, which being triggered is always a a sign for you for something to work on, for something that's coming up for you to have the opportunity to have a perspective shift. And, you know, you don't have to get stuck in like, this happened to me and this is not fair. You know, the victim mentality, you can be like, oh, I'm upset about this. Let me take a moment to see what about this is upsetting to me. What fears are portraying to me here and what lessons can I learn from it? And I'm not saying it's like, that easy to just be like, oh, well, I'm not upset anymore. Like, obviously, you're allowed to feel how you're feeling. um, But it's just recognizing also that you don't have to stay in one perspective just because that's what your initial perspective or feelings were. You can take the time to change how you're feeling about it. So For example, I'll just give an example of where this had recently happened for me. So in my corporate job, they fired 70% of the company and I was part of the 30% that was retained. And at first I obviously was like relief felt good, but then I started getting really upset because they fired my entire team. Everyone that I worked with, everyone that I enjoyed was gone. And my job as I knew it was essentially gone. And I started to get scared because I was like, wow, my work-life balance, which had taken me years to get to a place that I was comfortable with was now shot. I'm going to be doing the job of six different people because my entire team got fired. And then I started getting mad at like, how could they do this? Why am I getting punished for being good at my job that now I have to do six other people's jobs? And, you know, I could have stayed in that and, and kept spiraling for days. And granted, keeping your job This may not have been the most normal reaction, but in a sense, how I was seeing it was like, I didn't get a say in this. I was out of control of this. I felt like I lost my current job because it is now changing and I don't know what this new job I'm signed up for is. Is it something I'm going to enjoy? Is it something that's going to fulfill me? Is it something that makes me feel comfortable? And I didn't have any answers to any of this. So... I was able to, you know, then get some answers afterwards by meeting with my boss. And then I was able to just go ahead and sit outside and just like breathe and relax and be like, okay, this isn't what I signed up for. This isn't what I want. I'm really sad that I'm losing all of my coworkers, but where is there growth that can come from this? Where is this shock and sudden change going to provide something new for me to grow from? What is this teaching me? And I sat outside for a little bit and I started to see that this was really giving me an opportunity to practice something that I have been working on, which is learning to speak clearly to set boundaries and to not 
people please or to get pushed over, especially in like a business work setting. Um, and it provided me the opportunity to then, you know, go back and have conversations with my boss to be like, okay, like I, this is a lot. I'm kind of shocked. And, you know, I have a little bit of fears and these are the things that are going to help me feel comfortable in this position. And these are, you know, some of my expectations and I want to make sure it aligns with yours. And as opposed to just be like, well, I'm just going to do whatever they're throwing at me. Like, yes, it's my job, but also like I get to choose my job. You know what I mean? Like I'm not forced into doing anything I don't want to do. So this is providing me an opportunity to really stand up for myself in a way that I haven't done previously. And when I realized that I was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of excited for this. Let me start to practice these things because I have been practicing setting boundaries and speaking clearly and making my expectations heard. And I also got this the sense that like, this is also an opportunity for me to stay focused on my goals and to work through some pretty tough things and to see how committed I am to working on myself and working on my business on the weekends or after work. And, you know, at first I was really, really upset, but now that I look at it and I've had the the time to reflect back, I'm like, okay, this is like, a really big opportunity for me to step into another level of myself that's really focused, really committed, really clear and communicating really, really well and setting boundaries that make me feel comfortable in ways that I haven't done prior. So next time you're thinking to yourself, like, really bad thoughts and you're like, oh, well, I can't be thinking this like instead of just shoving it down, just get curious. Like, like how I did, like I allowed the emotion to happen first because what was interesting is when it first started coming up, I was like, I'm going to let myself feel this. I didn't immediately start going into like detective mode. I allowed myself to just feel it, to allow myself to just have the experience of it. And then gave myself some time after to get curious when I wasn't in the height of it anymore when I was starting to not feel so overwhelmed anymore. And I think that's also like super, super, super important is to just let yourself feel things when they come up and not like either a shove it down or b start immediately digging into it. Like allow your body to just have the experience before you put your logical mind into it. And when you start to feel like you're not at the height of the emotion anymore, like really let yourself like cry it out or scream it out or whatever. Like don't start cycling in the thoughts of it so much, but like focusing on how your body is feeling and just letting that come out. So focusing on the body versus the thoughts. And then when the body starts to like calm down a little bit more, then get curious, be like, what is this showing me? Is this just a fleeting thought or is this something that I've thought of a lot? before that is maybe a limiting belief that's coming up is there an emotion attached to this thought and what is this thought what is this emotion attached to this thought and what does it mean to you to have this emotion attached to this thought what limiting belief is behind that what opportunity are you seeing to choose differently than before that allows you to release that limiting belief 
And that's the fun stuff for for me, at least. (laughs) And that's how you begin to rewire the subconscious mind is just like becoming aware of what's going on in your body and becoming curious about it. And not from like a judgmental point of view, like, oh, like I suck because I had that viewpoint or that belief. Like, no, it's, it's all like third party looking at like what is stored in your body, what is stored in your beliefs and like what is serving you, what's not serving you, what do you want to continue doing, what don't you want to continue doing, what options do you have, what choices can you make that either are rewiring your, those beliefs or keeping them the same and it's it's all up to you and there's no right or wrong and I think that's like what's the most fun about like shadow work but also like again why it's so important to not only focus on the good and that's why an over focus and an overabundance of positivity is not good aka it's it's toxic you have to go within you have to fully embrace all that you are to really truly live the most whole and abundant and fulfilling life because it's all of you you're not ignoring parts of you yeah so this was an interesting episode today wasn't it We got a little bit into shadow work and that's one of my favorite topics and I'm sure in another episode in the future I'll go into it again maybe a little bit more but this was probably a lot. Um, I see how long the episode is at the moment we're around 52 minutes so if you had stuck it out and listened to this whole thing I'm so incredibly proud of you and grateful and I really hope that there was some little golden nuggets in here that helped you just have like a a moment of, huh, that's a different way to look at it. Or hmm, I like how that feels. And again, if anything in here that I had said makes you feel uncomfortable, you can take it or leave it, integrate what feels good, take what resonates, leave what doesn't, or take the time to look within and be like, why is this bothering me? And if you have any questions about anything we talked about today, go ahead and slide into my DMs on Instagram at Breakthrough and Bloom and feel free to ask or comment or whatever. If you have anything that's coming up for you and maybe you want a little bit of assistance, like go ahead and message me. I would love to have these conversations with you. And while you're there, why not just go ahead and follow along and join the B&B community and see all of the fun stuff that's happening on you know, behind the scenes of this podcast. And, you know, sharing is caring. So send this podcast to someone you love, someone maybe you're doing some spiritual work with or someone that just popped into your head when I I said send this to someone you love. And in next week's episode, we're going to be talking about my personal spiritual journey and what that looked like for me. So a little bit of a story time, which I'm excited about to give you a little bit more of a glimpse of who I am and my journey and how I got to where I'm at. So make sure you're following to get notifications when it drops next Friday. And in case no one has said this to you today, I am so proud of you. You're doing amazing, sweetie. And I love you. I love you. I love you. I'll see you in the next one.